0: Hey mates, welcome once again to the Little Dumb Dumb Club. My name is Tommy Dasselow. Sitting opposite me is my co-host, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. How are you going over there? Yeah, I'm alright. Hey. Um, I've had a good week already. Can
1: yeah. I just say this very quickly?
0: Please. It's it's only Tuesday, so it's early days. Yeah, yeah, You're good. calling it this oh, early man. on in the Don't week. Don't date the podcast. This could have happened whenever. <laughs> this could be Christmas Day. <laughs> um... This
1: is what happened to me yesterday. Mm -hmm. Tell me if this is a cool thing, because I think it's a cool thing. Yep. I went out the front of my house. I got a tram stop out the front of my house, and I I never know when a tram's coming. And I, I went out the front, and I could see it coming, and I ran after it. And the people on the tram could see me running after it, and they're all like cheering me on almost. I'm running, and it... Just I just miss it, and I just miss it, and you can and like, three people got up on the tram and started pulling the thing and going, Oh, stop, conductor man, whatever, yeah, and it just didn't happen, and I'm standing there looking like an idiot going, Oh, this car pulled up in front of me, this old car, the guy flung over a door, and goes, Come on, mate, let's catch it oh that's cool, and I jumped in and we chased it for two suburbs,
0: really, yeah. And it did it get to that awkward point where it was like, you're clearly not going to catch the tram and you like go into the guy. You yeah. may as well just take yeah. me to where I'm going.
1: And not only that, but like, it's fun for the first suburb. And then you are go, oh, if this was in near, near the Blinglow State Forest, this would be <laughs> entirely different tone <laughs> to this story. Started. And he had, and the, and the, and the Car was like full of power tools and stuff as well. So uh, I just started to linger a little bit too long, and I'm like, you could just turn down a side alley at some point. But... See that
0: had a, that had a good end to it because I was sort of ready to call bullshit on that story early on because it sounded like a bit of selective memory. The part in your memory where everyone is on the tram yeah. cheering you on <laughs> kind of sounds like that didn't happen. Maybe one person at best. There was a couple. There's a couple. Okay, okay. Yeah, hey, that yeah. cough, off, Mikey. I've gotten sick too. All oh, right. I've got so it's a hive of illness. I in looked here. it up yesterday. Apparently, I have whooping cough. Oh, yeah. Maybe because I, I did gigs in Brisbane just over the weekend, and the first night I did a gig, the guy from the comedy club who was driving me around was like, yeah, I've just gotten over whooping cough. I've just had that. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to come back sick, so that's good.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, well, I read about it yesterday. It was in like a, a a weekend magazine. And it what I learned out of that article was – I have the power at the moment to kill a baby by just breathing on it.
0: So <laughs> there rare. you go. There That's you like, go. It's like some updating my CV as we speak. Awful version of X Men. Um, <laughs> well, so we're both a bit. Our voices maybe both a bit kind of under the weather. Yours and are
1: sounding more like a <laughs> closer a man.
0: closer to a man. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if uh, it wouldn't be a little dum dum club if we didn't address iTunes reviews. All right. I don't know if you saw this. A new one. Right. And he said it on iTunes and he said it on our Facebook page, some bloke reckoning that Carl Chandler sounds ah. just like Dr. Andrew Rochford. Is that good? The You know, the doctor dude who yeah, hands, yeah, yeah. on you know, 7pm Project. I don't remember
1: his voice, though. Was I don't that... think
0: you sound anything like really? him. Really? Yeah, no. Okay. So, I
1: don't know. I don't know. I, I like the idea because he's like a silver fox and yeah. everyone loves him. but they're not saying... And, and on that Offspring episode, that woman was fantasizing about... Him. So maybe she does a
0: lot of fantasizing though. I don't think that's. Yeah,
1: she, maybe she could be on the new ad when she's in the bath playing with herself under the bubbles and just thinking of my voice.
0: My girlfriend hates that show because those ads always come on right. when she's sitting around watching TV with her parents <laughs> and it's just a bit of her fidgeting herself in the bath. Yep. It's a bit it's a bit full on. Yep. But she there is every episode does seem to start with some sort of sexual fantasy. Maybe that can be our first big TV break. Maybe in the third season of Offspring, there can be an episode yeah. where she's fantasizing about being interviewed on The Little Dumb Dumb hey, Club. Hey, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: See you, mate. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, uh, we should get Andrew Rochford in here and do a, do a voice-off. Do a, yeah, do a voice-off. A terrible Put a bag idea. over both of our heads. Terrible idea for a podcast. Yep. Um, our guest today in the studio, uh, you may have seen his ABC series, Choose Your Own Adventure. He's got a new show on at the moment called Unbelievable on the ABC. Our good buddy, Lawrence Long. Yeah. Hey.
2: Hey, Dickens, right. how are you?
0: Oh, yes, oh, yes, I, know. That is I was just uh,
2: fiddling with myself under the
0: table oh, during yeah. the there, Thank you. Two callbacks yeah. in two seconds. Go for three. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Denied.
0: Do women <laughs> masturbate that much? Because that show makes it seem like women are just, you know, it's part of your morning ritual when you get up before you go to work, before you cereal. Just uh, rubbing one out. That's
1: the best opening question we've put to a guest
0: yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've posed it to Lawrence like he yeah. knows the answers. As,
2: as, as a young doctor. As uh, a young,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, look, let's let's get straight into it. Um, um, you know, uh, a, a lot of our listeners may be familiar with you from your ABC shows and, and your stand-up shows, but listeners may also know you from uh, a few weeks ago, guest and friend of the show, John Safran, yes. came in here. And we should say that this saga has kind of played out outside of these hallowed walls, but we, there hasn't been We're not really... talking about in
2: the car park, you know, no, after 10. With...
0: No, no. We haven't really addressed it on this show because a lot has happened. So what's happened? Well, basically, um, what know... happened was John Safran went to town on everyone
1: that was in the media <laughs> when he was here. He went Tom Ballard, he went Lawrence Lung, and then... Uh, uh, yeah, he just had a pop at everyone. And then that spilled on Tom <laughs> Ballard.
0: He's done everyone. You've named two people and gone, yeah, so as I've mentioned. Yeah, he's everyone was everyone. cheering me on on the tram. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Tom Ballard, it, it tested him.
1: It tested him to see if he listened to the show. It took him about four weeks, I think, to yeah. listen to the show. Then he rang up in indignation and then covered it for dr- – dragged it out on Triple J for about three weeks,
0: hasn't he? Or yeah, he texted you, didn't he, when he heard the episode? No, saying, he rang me up. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so it turned into a thing where he was playing – Little bits of this show were getting played on Triple J, and he was trying to start a war with Saffron and get him to answer the charges. And sort of, I guess, coincidentally, Lawrence, you've had this show coming up to promote. Yeah. So you
2: were in there promoting the show. Yeah, and then they played some of the clips of uh, Saffron unleashing it on me. Yep. And then, oh, your mother—he also kind of went. Your mother yeah, he went. My mum as well. And your nerd entourage, <laughs> <laughs> your poor little nerd entourage. But the weird thing is, is it, it, he thinks that um, sort of against him or something like that. And then he invites me on all these shows. I've been on radio with him almost like four times now. I was hosting breakfast <laughs> almost with him. four times. Almost. <laughs> well. <laughs> It's a, well, is it really radio? Uh, it's one of the kind of like late night radio thing that he does oh, with Father whack. Bob.
1: Oh, <laughs> You're saying his show is not radio. All right. Saffron's <laughs> like in next week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, he invited me onto that and then he invited me to ho- co-host Breakfast with him the next morning. And uh, yeah, in the morning he said to me, so um, the whole thing's just, you know, a bit of a gag, a bit of a joke. He's not, re- <laughs> he's not really part of the comedy world. So when he went on your podcast, not knowing what it was, he said, oh, it's a comedian's podcast. Which comedians do I know? And then so he just went on a bit of a diatribe, just making up stories. And
0: to be fair, we told him the mics weren't on, which may have had something to do with it. So how did, how did you first become aware of of his... Of his words against you. Oh,
2: um, I follow you on Twitter, uh-huh, yes. and and I think <laughs> it, you were talking about how ooh, John's lost a few friends after Dum Dum Club or something like that. So I thought, oh, that's interesting. What is he? Who's he? Oh, it's me <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Ballard, and and on, he was also saying that he kind of like started a fake rivalry as well with Sam Simmons, and he was like perturbed as well. Right. Um, oh, we I was.
0: Get that one. I Does was, he like working at Triple J? Because he <laughs> just seems to be doing everything he can. To get the boot out of the ABC building,
2: yeah, I think I, th- I thought it was all part of some sort of elaborate saffronist kind of prank, maybe he 's just creating sort of a you know experiment and seeing how he can sort of alienate people and see how they 'll play back how he can turn the comedy community in on itself, yeah, yeah, I thought it was quite funny because he sort of said a few things about my mum and stuff like that, I was like I, because he 's got that like a uh, race relations website that 's called uh, Racebook. yeah, and because in his show he likes to try to pick up you know Asian women, he, he had a gag where he had a picture of someone who was supposed to be my mum, and you know she she was saying in it like, "Why are you asking me out or something like that?" <laughs> like he's like face stalking my mum. And I remember at the time, um, his director, um, who you know who who know, knew about this Facebook site, said, "You know, what do you reckon?" I thought this was the funniest thing ever. So I was never perturbed about the whole thing. Right, right. And then I bumped into him at some event somewhere. uh, And he, he said, he came up to me and actually I I came up to him and said, hello. And he said, Oh, I've just sent a a Twitter saying that you're snubbing me. And I'm like, Oh, cool. (laughs) And And then he introduced me to his friend, his lady friend. And then after that, he took a step back and took a photo of us and then retweeted that as, Oh, now he's being all charming trying to pick up my friend, but you introduced me to it. (laughs) And then at the end I was like, hey, we're talking about Pixar films and having a great time. And I said, we're going next door to the bar. Do you want to come for a drink? He said, no, that's fine, but I'll see you on Twitter. (laughs) 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 So he had sowed the seeds for like a fake rivalry quite early before he was even on the uh, Dundum Club. Wow. Yeah, right. Almost right. two steps ahead, Safran. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't this be
0: great if we just now, like next week, we had Saffron on, and then the week after that, we had Ballard, and then the week after that, we had <laughs> Lawrence again, and we just kept cycling yeah. through the three people, and you could all just, you wouldn't even have to communicate in the outside world. All your communications, the three of you between each other, could just yeah. be within this studio. Yeah, instead of, I'll let, I'll let you know on
1: Facebook, I'll let you know on Dum Dum. Yeah. I've, yeah. Got, I've got something to tell you, but just listen to it in two weeks. Yeah. So, See dumb you on
0: the Dum Dum, Dum, Dum Club, Club, mate. Dum
2: Dum Club's kind of like a teenage girl, and we're all kind of like. Doing the gossip through yeah, you. It's a, yeah, it's a gossip
0: yeah, girl, doesn't yeah, It's yeah. a year 11 common room is what it is. We're all sitting up the back just... Uh... So he was
1: all right one-on-one when you did... Because you yeah. co-hosted Triple J Breakfast yesterday or today? Yeah, yesterday. yeah, with
2: John. Yeah, it was fine. We were just, you know, mucking around, having awkward banter. Yeah. All morning. That's great.
1: <laughs> I can imagine after, yeah, the other week.
2: No, it was all a good, good bit of fun, and I think the whole sort of war and Saffron thing that Tom and Alex had done, you know, kind of ended with this, you know, rap battle that they contrived at the end of last week. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if, you've, uh, if you're interested to hear how that played out, you can, uh, I think it's on the Triple J website. You yeah,
2: yeah. Hear bits
0: and pieces yeah, of
1: that. Yeah, they got three weeks S- out of it, and we got, what, one episode barely <laughs> <laughs> <out of it. laughs> one episode. We got like ten minutes out of it I'm up the front this, of this. <laughs> I'm
0: watching the timer crawl on going, come on, can't we, can't we string any more out of this? Ballard's an asshole. Yeah, uh, there
2: we go. <laughs> Next so you week. you guys probably just had in on to see if Ballard was actually listening to the show. Well, that's, yeah. that
0: was part of it, but uh, like, it's made me. It, it, you know, it got us a bit of publicity. Our, li- our listeners certainly went up as a result of it. So now maybe that's the trick. Maybe we just need to slag more people off on this show.
1: Yeah. Who do you want? To, do you want an arch nemesis, Lawrence? Do you want to call someone out here today and make a new rivalry? Jeez. Oh, someone in the media? Who would it be? Who someone would you comer- make an enemy someone
0: commercial radio? We've gone the ABC. We've got an exposure there. The Sandman? Do you want to go the Sandman? <laughs> <or>? <laughs>
2: I used to be on his show actually. You did oh, really? that you in Siberia Tonight show. Oh so. right. Yeah, it was a fun time. Oh it's too close nice. to home, sorry about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about Flacco? Do you want to go Flacco?
2: Oh, he was probably on the same show. Was he on the same show? He wrote for it, but he was uncredited.
1: Oh, oh.
2: Wow. Oh. What's wow. the what's the deal there? I don't know. It's like a Rolling
1: Stones secret gig in Melbourne. Like yeah. Secret Flacco jokes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, who would I have as a
1: rivalry?
2: Oh, yeah, i got to think about that one. That would be great. Someone in the media. Someone uh, someone not too big.
1: just someone. I was going to be... say
2: Carl Sand. No, too big. What about Jules no, Lund? Big. Too big. Jules Lund? that'd be a Lund. good one? Nice. Oh, yeah.
0: He's too big.
2: Is he? Is he? Is he too big to have a rivalry with? <laughs> He's on, yeah. So, on. so if I need a rival, it has to be someone who's equal to me. <laughs> no, no. I'm
1: thinking of like a, a Saffron equivalent. I'm thinking of... Uh... Maybe someone from Hungry Beast or something. Oh, oh yeah. What about Dan, Dan Illick? Illick? Dan Illick. Dan Dan okay, Illick. there we go. Friend of the
0: show, Dan Illick. Oh, that Dan Illick.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> And he, hungry and beast, more like hungry dickhead. <laughs>
0: yes. Another person who claims to be an avid listener of the show, which this will now put him to the test. Right, right. Great. Well, we've sowed the seeds for a month's time when we can drag him in here. That's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> and have you Bring battling, your A-game, have have a
1: game, Illick. Have you
0: think. rat battling on a very special episode of Hungry Beast? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we're gonna run the media in this town soon. That's
0: great. That's great. There's not there's not enough very special episodes anymore, are there?
1: Yeah, we need to do like you know how people used to do like a, an episode in Australia, the the facts of life down under. Mm. We need to do dum dum up over or something. Well, let's go somewhere. <laughs> well, we
0: tried with Canberra, but that didn't oh, yeah, really that didn't eventuate. Yeah. What, what about like something where? What about we do an episode where it's all a dream sequence?
1: Well, oh, yeah, yeah. you know what we need to do. We need to do a, a Merribara. Oh yeah, we need to drive to Merribara and do yeah. it. Can I say this? All right, let's. We'll get back to, to, to serious stuff, but <laughs> I want to bring this up because this is, this is breaking news. Now, okay. It's not breaking news when this comes out, but breaking news. There's been a massive article on Mer- I come from Maribor, I come from a very okay, small yep. listeners of the show know this. I feel like there needs to be, like, violins in the background or something. <laughs> <you
3: know?
1: laughs> um, so I come from this very small town called Maribor, 8,000 people in central Victoria. Today, and, I, and we go on and on about it on the show, it's a you, weird town. You go on and on I about. do. Well, you're curious. I'm curious now. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's a massive article in the Age today. Basically, the the point of it is to say Merribara, what a crap hole, <laughs> just just like one of the worst towns in Victoria
0: <laughs> or Australia. As so the Age clearly not listeners of the show. No, as they would know otherwise. Well,
1: maybe it's been broached by maybe there's there's uh, staff writers that listen to the show and, <laughs> and start to look into it after after what I've been saying. After
0: what what, what have we had tales of uh, a man having a, a horse being electrocuted or something. Was well, a horse had son, his head cut off? Had his they? head cut off? Yeah. Um, a man bringing a cheeseburger into a funeral.
1: Yeah, and doing do- donuts and doing burnouts at the front. Burnouts of Burnouts at the front of a funeral. Yeah,
0: all the.
2: Hey, that so, makes it sound like the most exciting town. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those things that sounds better when you're away from it. When it's happening in front of you, you're like, this is, I don't want to be here. So that's what Maribor is. You don't want to be there at the time. But once
2: you
0: move to Melbourne, it sounds hilarious. Yeah. So, it's, um, it's, mate, tragedy plus, plus time Yeah. equals Maribor. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: there's a big that's article. That's the postcard. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> there's a big article in the paper today saying how bad it is and how everyone's living below poverty line and it's a horrible place and. Um, it needs to you know be remade and all this sort of stuff. So it's like we're in the news, but for we're never in there for the right reasons. It's always <laughs> the worst reasons. So I'm sort of thinking, maybe, like I, you know I, I've brought Mirabone into the into the public eye again via the show where hundreds of people have been listening to us. <laughs> now, um I think you know we could do what I've mentioned in the show before and make a you know, like a tourist uh, uh, campaign. You know, playing on the strings of Maribor, the weirdos. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's now, go what, down there this weekend. Now what I've done, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, is I finally got a hold of this the list that I made years ago with my friends. We made this big list of every weirdo in Maribor oh. with all the nicknames that we gave them. So I'll give because obviously number one is Sunshine Johnson. Uh-huh. But if you want, I'll go through some of these guys and you can you can tell me which ones struck your fancy. Here's all the Okay. All the weirdos. So mm-hmm. what,
0: we we chime in when we hear one we like and you'll yeah. give us the backstory. Exactly. Okay, cool. okay, cool. Exactly.
1: Uh, Steve Holdies is a guy we used to call Steve Holdies.
0: Now, I I don't want to too. I don't want to jump too early.
1: That it, yeah. that
0: has piqued my
2: interest. Yeah, though. already. That's tell us the story.
1: Yes. Well, this, yeah, there is a story. Um. That was a guy where we had friends that were about to punch on at the squash centre in, in Merivale. <laughs> it's good already.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> in sports the, to punch on at. Yeah,
1: in the reception. In it's the, good at, to know there's a, at the cult, front desk. There's a cultural sports centre yeah, yeah, in so what they
0: had, they had an argument over who was going to pay for the shuttlecock or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know what it
1: was.
2: It's It's gone into the, the mists of it's time. It's like a pool table you have to put like $2 down on the side there. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that started many a fight. No, these two guys were about to fight. And this one mate of ours uh, turned to the owner of the squash centre, whose name was Steve, and as those go- these guys were about to s- fight, they puffed out each other's chest and squared up to each other, and our mate took off his glasses, turned to the squash court owner and went, Steve?! Hold these, <laughs> and then went into battle, and we we're like, "That's your name from now on, Steve." Hold these, <laughs> and when we worked, me and my mates, when we worked in England for a while in a factory, we would we'd,
0: we'd, well, we'd, hang on. This is a, no, this but is an this is the Carl same... Chandler archives. Yeah. Yeah. This you is... in the UK working in a factory? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We worked in a in a factory that made the pay TV cards that would go into TVs into the um the little machines or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Sky, the Sky machine, the Sky cards. So we would work in this factory and we'd get, and we work night shift. So to get to three in the morning, we had to keep each other awake or, or not go crazy, and we would have competitions as to who could say Steve Holdees the loudest in the. Factory.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we'd just screaming, Stephen Holdees! It's like he... the mature equivalent of the penis game. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So, all right,
0: so that, that's one. Okay, <laughs> how about how about one more, and then we'll save some for future. All right, all right. Future episode. Oh no, we'll go through a couple because I don't have
1: full stories on all of them. It's okay, not like okay. that. I'll go through a couple.
0: Uh, leopard head.
1: He was yep, one of our okay. favourites. Yep. Tell That's us. pretty self-explanatory, <laughs> I think. Yeah. He had a head like he's a leopard.
0: A... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I was hoping for some kind of like freak accident where he's like had one grafted on. No. Or, or he had a
1: really fast head.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. You would see his head, yeah. and then you would see
1: the rest of his. body. Or maybe you could never change the spots on his head.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, it's not it. He had a head like Just a leopard. Looked yeah, like yeah. a leopard. It looked like a leopard. Okay. Sea urchin. Another one. He yeah, came out yeah. of the water one day and looked like a sea urchin. <laughs> Um, Old Bottle Opener, except it was pronounced Old Bottle Opener. <laughs> this girl in our high school that looked like her head could open a bottle. Okay. So
2: all Understood. of these nicknames are about
0: heads. People's <laughs> heads in some way. Well, that's I, thing, thing we I see. think you and I, Lawrence, we, I think we've cracked the code yeah, here. Yeah, we've cracked yeah. the pattern.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. One more. Oh, there's one more. And if you can is...
0: find a non-head related one, yeah. that'd be good.
1: Ah, uh, look. Not on the first two pages. Sorry, <laughs> folks. Well,
0: Carl, what did
2: people call you?
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know. What did they call Chang it you've mentioned, was a nickname.
1: Yeah. Um, well, these are all things that basically, to be honest, like th- a lot of these people didn't get called these things to their faces, yeah, probably. Right. So, um,
0: so basically what you're saying is if you were living in Maryborough at the same time yeah, as Carl. Yeah, you have to
1: get Leopard Head and Sea Urchin in on the show to see what they called me. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so yeah. send us an email if, yep. you've, uh,
0: if, if you want to give us Carl's nickname. Yep.
1: Um, and I'll, I'll do this one uh, to finish off the the head-related ones. Uh, this guy was called Half a Dozen Head. Have you ever heard of people being called... Is that a common thing or is that just I a thing we I don't had. believe that it is. What, there was he, this guy. He looked... He fully looked like the monster in the Goonies. Like the guy that was locked in sloth. chains. Sloth. Yeah, sloth. Yeah. He looked like Sloth in the Goonies. He's the guy who goes, Hey, you
2: guys! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with the chains and shit. Well, his yeah. name was
1: Half a Dozen Head because he didn't just have a forehead. He had a half a dozen. He had a six head. His head went
2: way back. <laughs> <laughs> so he looked like a Lego piece.
1: Yeah, he looked, and and not only that, one day he his house was right next door to the high school, and he came in blind, and he was walking around in the in the in the grounds, not being able to see. And we're like, "What's what's wrong?" And he he goes, "I've just been welding, but I didn't have any goggles, so <laughs> he just his eyes crusted over. Oh, <laughs> but he was, oh. still went to school, like he lived." 20 meters from the school, and he went, No, I'll still go. I can't see at all, but I'll rock up. I'm in year nine. Who could make fun of me? <laughs> <laughs> He's committed. He's committed to yeah. learning. So you go, This five. This five, five from the Maribor list already. Yeah,
2: you wanna... guys should so do a podcast down there.
0: <laughs> yeah. No,
1: you know what should happen because this is what your show's about. You, you. You tackle, like, the weirdos, the psychics, the UFO people, you've got to do a Mirabar episode. Oh, that is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> that would be unbelievable. That's the pretty. irrational and the unexplainable welcome. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you could explain all the nicknames of these people. <laughs> <laughs> They're just all heads, all head-related. It'd be a pretty short episode. I've yeah. worked it out pretty early. <laughs> yeah. You look yeah. like a leopard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's get on to I mean, I've, I feel like this has been, so far, the first 20-odd minutes of the show has been a waste of having Lawrence here <laughs> Because we've just basically <laughs> talked amongst ourselves. <laughs> no, Don't about, talk about, people's you know, <laughs> about people's heads. about um, people's heads. We've all got them. Hey, we've all got them. Relatable. We're all so, the same. So uh, new show, yep. unbelievable. Yep. It's it's on the ABC, 9:30 p.m. Wednesdays, and it's about. Uh, I, I watched the first episode this afternoon and enjoyed it a lot. Cool on iView. On iView. Yep. Yes, yes. Um, because it's uh, it's a topic that I am actually fat. Like in in uh, in, in psychics and and all that kind of. Uh, unexplainable kind of stuff. Yeah. Is that a thing that you've, have you sort of always oh, been man. into that?
2: I've always been into that shit because when I was a kid, I, I, you know, we, we all wanted superpowers and stuff like that. I, I wanted to be a Jedi. I yeah. watched Star Wars. And I know used to always hold my hand out trying to get, you know, the, the pencil to fly across the table into my hand, much like <laughs> Luke Skywalker with his lightsaber. Yeah. But I just couldn't do it. And, you know, I wanted to have these psychic powers. I wanted to believe in ghosts and things like that. But, you guess, want to be able to see
1: whilst having your eyes welded shut. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly.
2: But the thing is, it's like I, I really want to experience this stuff for myself. I don't want to believe it just because I wish that it was there. So, I mean, it all started when I was a kid. I, I, I was always always a bit of a scientific kid who wanted to investigate stuff. Um, um, I've told the story before where I basically busted Santa Claus. I, well, really, it wasn't Santa Claus. It was my mum and dad. Um, I, I hid behind oh, hang, the... Ca- hang on. Oh, 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 oh hang on. What? Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to find out why, you know, I was getting Christmas presents every single year although I didn't have a chimney in my house. so I <laughs> I thought
0: you were going to say I wanted to work out while I was getting presents, even though I was such a shit kid. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that too, that too. And so, you know, I hid behind the couch trying to see Santa Claus, you know, arrive, and I obviously busted my mum and dad putting presents underneath the tree.
1: Oh, really? What time of morning was this? Didn't oh, I, I stayed wasn't. up
2: late. It was probably, or well, it would have been like past my bedtime so about 10 o'clock or something.
0: Oh, so what are your mum and dad doing? I know. That inc- but at that age, that would have felt like you'd been up until, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah.
2: September. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really little, and it was a big couch. So I, I sat and waited. <laughs> and uh, mum dad, you know, put the presents down. And then, um, so the following year, on the first day of school, you know, we had show and tell, and all the kids, like, showing off their new toys and their Christmas presents and oh, stuff. No. I got up there. I didn't have a Christmas present with me. And I just basically said what my <laughs> Christmas revelation was. which was. Oh. Uh, Santa Claus doesn't exist. Oh. And all the kids are like, yeah, bulldust. Santa Claus does exist. We get presents <laughs> every single year. Dust. What sort of a school did you go to? What <laughs> in the 18th century? <laughs> well, places where, you know, the kids had normal heads. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, all the kids were like, no, nah, no, nah, we get presents every year. And I said, well, that's because my parents broke into your house and put them there. <laughs> Which is, you know, logical deductive reasoning. <laughs> um, and, and so that's where it kind of all came from. I, you know, I, I've always wanted to try to find the answers to things. And even if I can't get it right, at least I'm searching.
1: That would be awesome. If you had a thought, if you had a sprung your mum and dad and gone, I figured it out. My mum and dad are Santa Claus. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> and that's I,
1: what you came out of it with. That would be awesome. Well,
0: yeah. I do remember that weird age that you would go through at primary school where kind of, because, you know, kids don't all find out that Santa Claus isn't real at the same time. No. How it was kind of staggered. And I remember watching two mates of mine have this massive fight about whether Santa Claus was real or not. And one mate was like, mate, he's obviously not real, all right? Just accept it. And my mate Pete was like, nah, but like last year when my parents said we couldn't afford a bike and then Santa got me a bike. So how do you explain that? That's what I imagine. really heated.
2: I imagine Richard Dawkins is like that as a little kid. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, that's a funny thing because it's not about Santa Claus and presents. It's basically you're saying my parents are, are lying to me. Yeah. You're yeah. saying my parents are saying Santa Claus is real is, is is complete bullshit. How could you? How dare you call my parents liars? That's what it comes down to. Really. Yeah.
0: And it is an awkward thing when you when you do kind of have that sort of thing of busting. Your parents for being Santa because it's like this double thing where not only is Santa not real, but also I'm a little bit smarter than my parents.
2: Yeah, you know well, what I mean? so yeah. What,
1: did you bust them? Did you actually go aha, or well, did you just go back to sleep?
2: I I did the whole thing of you know feeling a bit disappointed, but then as a kid and you know the rational thing is you still want to have the presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to enter into it a little bit lightly and yep. say, so Santa Claus. Didn't come this year, and you're getting it, giving me presents on his oh, behalf, right. or does Santa Claus not exist? Which is cool because I still want the presents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, in the end, you know, you people believe what they want to believe, there's still some sort of motivation behind it. And in this case, still wanted the presents. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Did you guys know anyone who is uh, an adult whose family still does Santa? Like, I got friends who are my age, like in their mid 20s. Whose parents still? Not that they believe it, but it's just a. Oh, they don't Santa, they say it. Santa got you this. It's yeah. like it just a just carrying on. I, I got it's, to that
1: awkward teenage, like early teenage thing where it, it was never said. All right, everyone, Chandler family, there's no Santa. It was never said. It was like you know, it was like talking about sex.
3: Like yeah. it never actually happened. Yeah,
1: you just assume that everyone figures it out. So it got to that awkward. It was probably you know, I was twelve or thirteen. And it was still like. What did what did Santa get you this year? Like they were putting their toe in the water, going, "Oh, this." If, yeah. if you're taking this seriously, so are we. But yeah. if but if you're not, I'm not either. It's okay. See, know. how did
0: that go? Having siblings, because I'm I'm an only child, so I. You know, because you, you're the front, Yeah. So you knew did you did you try and spoil it for your little No, mom? I didn't, no, no. Oh, okay. I know you'd
1: be
2: probably surprised. I know. Really, really surprised. <laughs> you kept the illusion as much as possible. Yeah,
0: I did. Yeah. I didn't
1: want I didn't want any, I didn't want my mum and dad not to know that he was real.
0: And that's why they call you present head. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Christmas face. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, um yeah, it was just weird and awkward and I just it just my mum still fills up. Uh, a stocking full of stuff every Christmas, but just goes there. You go,
3: <laughs>
1: and it's it's the same one from when I was a kid. It's it's a bit yeah, it's a bit
2: weird. I don't have an episode debunking Santa Claus though. Oh. That's a bit too, too That cruel. would be a
3: waste
1: of
0: taxpayers' money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eight cents a day doesn't want to go to that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the so the Santa thing was kind of like the the genesis of this of this kind of
2: yeah kind of kind of thinking when I was little because you know I always was interested in UFOs. I just didn't see any. Yeah. So why do people see UFOs and other people don't? Or, or when you're in a school camp, this happened to me, I was went to a school camp and we we're telling scary stories and of course the camp instructor saying how the place is haunted because some little kid had drowned in the, the lake or something around there and you know, there's, there's noises at night and we were getting really scared and, and then of course we all went back to our cabins and then when we heard something at night like a, a twig snapping or something like that, of course half the kids are like, oh it's just the wind or it's just, you know, a twig snapping and the other half saying, it's the kid coming back to kill us.
0: Yeah, I've, I've so still why, got a bit of that. If I hear a noise in my house, I'm like, that's someone breaking
2: in to stab me in my sleep. Yeah, it probably is though.
0: <laughs> oh God.
2: Yeah. But, but why is it that when something happens, some people say it's this and other people say that? The, the point is you should just get out of bed and have a look.
1: Yeah, 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 sure. Sure. So, so you went, you did a bit of traveling for the show as yep.
2: well? Yep. I went to Roswell in New Mexico. Yes. Awesome. Uh, that was pretty fun. I stayed in a haunted castle in uh, the north of Scotland, oh. uh, allegedly haunted castle, and that's that's for this Wednesday's episode, or oh. depending on when people listen to this podcast, yep. Yep. episode two. Um, I went, yeah, I went all, all, all sorts of places, even in a car park in Collingwood. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Scary. What car park? How'd
0: you, how'd you get the money for that? <laughs>
2: Uh, crowdsourcing, Kickstarter. <laughs> was at the last episode when the budget had run out. <laughs> hey, listen, I I, <laughs> I had to build my own puppets for this show. Oh right, because uh, the budget ran out, and I made a, a a Mr. Squiggle puppet that was burying someone. Oh, like, I was, saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it was an evil that. Mr. Squiggle puppet. That was the first one. That's funny. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, what? So, what was? Was that the only place you went to in America?
2: Roswell? No, I went to uh, Arizona. I went to uh, San Francisco. I interviewed a guy called uh, Dr. Paul Ekman, and you know that TV show Lie to Me? That I think. Yeah. He's yep, on Channel yep, 10 and, yep. and Tim Roth plays this dude who can like look you in the eyes and tell whether you're lying in interrogation rooms and Tim Roth looks really surly and stuff like that. Well, there's there's this dude called Professor Paul Ekman and it's based on him, Right. but he's not surly or anything. He's like the sweetest old jolly guy <laughs> ever. And he's like, yeah, I, I, I consult on the series. And then Tim Roth kind of goes, ah, oh, you know what? my character wouldn't do that. Uh, my character wouldn't. And, and this guy's like, yeah, yeah, but you're based on me. <laughs> yeah, 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 I would, I would say those things like, yeah, but it's not dr- dramatic enough.
0: You get all this money for them to use your stories and then the show comes out and you're kicking a puppy and all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah.
2: <laughs> and um, so I interviewed him cause I wanted to find out about, you know, lies and deception. And can you actually tell whether someone's lying just by looking them in the eye and judging their facial reactions and things like that? So
0: was Carl lying before about all the people in his hometown? <laughs> uh,
2: it's hard to say. He's looking at me now. What does this mean? It means shut up, Morris.
0: <laughs> like, to me, it looks like you're about to commit a sexual offence. Yeah, it's bizarre. Look at I just came, I know.
1: You know what? I actually just came from a photo shoot, and it was like that horrible thing of.
0: Uh, they're like, yeah, go and pretend you're
1: doing stand-up. I'm like, I don't know what I look like when I'm doing stand-up. I'm just telling jokes, and they're like, go on, entertain. Oh, uh, what? Oh, uh, and then. The bar owner in the background was, like, just yelling abuse at me the whole time.
0: So. <laughs> awesome. Yep. On the um, on the unbelievable thing, uh, when I was in primary school, I, for a long time, had believed that I'd seen a ghost one day because we had this abandoned house next to our school that was, like, run down. There was never anyone in there. It was just broken windows and shit. And I remember quite clearly walking past... And seeing a person in the window and then turning back and there being no one there and me going, like telling all my friends, oh, I saw a ghost. And I was sort of like that crazy kid for a week. Everyone was like, "Reckons he's mm, seen a, ghost. a bit, uh, ghost. Ghost face. Ghost face. Ghost
2: head. <laughs> 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 Little ghost face. Spirit neck. There was this incident where I thought I was psychic. I was um, I I was getting uh, a lift with someone to go to sc- uh, uni one morning because um, I had a, like an earlier morning class. And then... Uh, on the way past, I think it was the corner of Rathdown and Elgin Street, I sort of said, hang on, did someone die here recently? I felt like there's like a, a motorcycle accident. Someone die here? And she, she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, big weirdo. And it's quite early in the morning, so didn't think about it. That night on the news, they talked about um, someone from one of the musicals in town, like the choreographer or someone, had died in a motorcycle accident at that very corner. Oh. And I'm like, there's no way I could have known that. How did I thought...
0: Sure. Apart from the heaps of flowers
2: <laughs> stuck around the bowl. No, but it like, just happened early that morning. Oh, right. Yeah, on that very day. So that's... I just thought, this is a little bit weird. I could perhaps be psychic. Yeah, that's right. And a then, the, then the solution happened uh, the following morning. My alarm went off early again. And what had happened was I had, the alarm went off early because I was going to the morning earlier class. I'd changed the time, but I kind of slept through the alarm. So my radio switched on to the news. Ah. And they just reported that incident. And I must have half heard it. Subconscious head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 so after that's, the end of like disappointing, you know, I wanted to be psychic. Yeah, disappointing. that's, that's Have, disappointing. Having done your series, then, so what? What's you feeling like towards that sort of phenomenon in general? Are you are you are you more pro or more against? After all this,
2: um, I think the jury's still out, and that's I guess what a good a good skeptic would say is that you know you can't definitively say that something doesn't exist because you haven't seen it. But the weight of the evidence you've seen so far, you haven't seen any um, you know, examples of, of the paranormal and stuff like that. The, the interesting thing that came out of the show was that the people who I would expect to be like crazy and amazing turned out to be quite ordinary, um, just ordinary people, good people. And the people who I thought were quite sane could turn out to be absolutely amazing when you least expect it. So you can't judge a person by its cover. For example, in the first episode, this guy was like this rational dude but then he could drive a car with, like, coins gaffer taped over his eyes at quite watch high that. speeds. I watched through, that. Yeah, through yeah. the streets of Las Vegas. And then at the end of it go, I'm not a psychic. I'm just a magician. I just know how to do tricks. Uh, so what <laughs> does it say about people who claim psychic powers? And the, the I guess the the worst consequence out of my TV show is that now, unfortunately, I have to think that magicians are cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I just I love that idea of someone going, uh, trying that for the first time, like wh- putting <laughs> coins over your eyes and then driving down the street.
2: Like, yeah, is know, there work experience for that? Like, how do you learn that? Yeah,
1: yeah. You, you, like the first time you do it, you just got to do it. Like, but it's uh, the best thing that can come out of it is you get to the end and go, "I didn't die." Check that
0: out. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you could have done that with your eyes open as well. You can.
2: <laughs> That's magic. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: because you're, um, because in the show, in the episode, you're you're riding along with him. You're, you're yeah. in the car behind him. We, how were you feeling getting uh, into the car? Were uh, you thinking...
2: Well, I was actually shitting myself because right before doing it, uh, we stopped and stopped the cameras and stopped everything. Went, well, we got to call back home. We got to call like, the legal, legal department of ABC. Oh, right. And see if we could, act, if we could actually do this thing because... Uh, you know, what if we damaged property or you know got ourselves really really hurt? And the ABC legal, legal department asked us to ask him all these questions. And basically, you know, are you a practitioner of whatever you would call this? You know, blindfold driving, have coin ever... eye driving. Yeah, yeah. Have, have you... you got your license? <laughs> coin head. Uh, have, you, have you ever you know done this before? Has any you know damage? And you know,
1: of course, I... that all come on top of uh, because of uh, Kath and Kim having that sketch where they drove behind the guy with the coins on his eyes. You know, they, had to...
2: <laughs> they knew the deal by then at ABC. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) And the irony is that at the very end sequence of my, my show, I did it myself. But of course my, the, when I did it at the very last segment of my show, it's clearly a gag. You know, I've got a stunt person because the irony is, is that the ABC is happy for me to risk my life in a car driven by a guy with a blindfold, but not the other way round.
0: I think what might've gone on there is that Safran happened to be interning in the legal department. That (laughs) Yeah, do it, get in the car, do whatever. Maybe he will get me precious director back. (laughs) Um, on that, on that, You just reminded me of something that's kind of weird and not entirely related, but you're saying, like, you know, are you a practitioner of this? Um, My girlfriend has been going to an orthodontist for a little while, for her teeth, obviously, and there's a certificate framed on his wall, which she always assumed was his, you know, whatever from uni, like his qualifications, and she looked at it the other day and it says... Um, it's something like, a, it's one of those joke certificates that's like, best dinner party conversation. cuz she's like, <laughs> why is that up there in place of your actual <laughs> medical qualifications? <laughs> Jeez, he fucked up my face, but God, he could spin a yarn, hey? Oh, man,
1: I think your girlfriend is actually getting her teeth done inside a Simpsons sketch.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it sort of seems that way, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, so have you ever,
2: have you, have you seen a UFO? Have you seen a ghost? Uh, well people can find out as the episodes ah, go along. Oh, I don't wanna give don't wanna okay. blow my load too early, my well, my my skeptical load too early. That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> a load that's not sure whether it was gonna
2: come out yeah, or not. Yeah, it was yeah, it, was, it, it remains on the fence, so to speak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dripping.
2: Well, let, well let's go <laughs> Oh hey, you you took it there.
0: Well let's let's go uh let's go back a little bit because uh uh, I was reading up on you uh today in preparation for this and, and uh I knew this at the time but I'd forgotten it. You you worked on the Chaser show yeah. for a little while. You used to write sketches and
2: stuff yep. uh for them. And for seasons one and two uh of the Chaser. That was great because uh
1: I guess Oh, it's... you wanted to hang on, you're wanting to back away from season three there for some <laughs> reason? Or... What happened
2: yeah. in season oh yeah. No, season three was that the APEC one?
0: I don't know. Is it season three the inter- season three season three would have been their last one? Was yeah. that the a oh. Wish one? Yeah, oh yeah, that's that been. one. Oh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, uh, well, by then I was, uh, no, I, I'd, I'd done Choose Your Own Adventure in between, so maybe, I don't know, they I didn't ask me to make excuses, it's fine. <laughs> I, <don't> know. <laughs> I know, the way you were saying it was like, so did you write the cancer <laughs> <special>? <laughs> We're just looking for a scoop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, months down the line on Dun, Dun Club, yeah. kids with cancer. We, yeah, know. we,
1: found out, we yeah. found out, we've hit our strides with controversy, it seems to get the best reaction, so we're looking <laughs> for anything, no just, matter how yeah. desperate <laughs> we <are.
0: laughs> So uh, what what, so what are some bits on there that you worked on that uh, that people was that because that, that, that sort of seems to me like kind of uh, an early I guess uh, evolution of of kind of the stuff that you've well, kind of come to do. Well, I
2: did I did a show called Skeptic ages ago. That was my second solo show in about two thousand three. Which was like this T V show Unbelievable was a spin off of that. And they had a lot of like experiments and little, you know, funny social experiments and stunts in that. And then I started doing a lot of stand up comedy with um, you know, slide projections and PowerPoint and where I'd sort of want to investigate something and then a week later up on stage I'd with my PowerPoint presentation, do some sort of wacky prank or something. And uh, the Chaser guys had seen me do some of this stuff. So they asked me to write, you know, or suggest ideas for seasons one and two of, of, of the war and everything because that's the area they were moving into. So some of the stuff I wrote, I think I remember one writing, writing one where uh, Chaz was in a suit of armor trying to go through uh, security. At a, I think it was an airport or, or maybe they went to a, um, the town hall or something. And then they always take it a bit further. Yeah. So then it would be Chaz jumping to a swimming pool, which has, <laughs> you know, not that mine was you know, particularly satirical or silly in any way, but they would take it to the next level, which yeah. was life-threatening. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so what was the point of him jumping in there with a suit of armor? I
2: don't know. It was just something <laughs> that was silly. Um then I'd, I'd write sketches like, um, there was once a, an incident where John Howard was jogging and some high school kid saw him and went to hug John Howard. Oh, yeah. The, the high that? school kid happened to hold on, be holding onto a screwdriver. Yeah, that's And it became right. a big sort of security issue. Like, you know, he should have better bodyguards or, you know, people shouldn't come up to him with, you know, tools and implements. <laughs> so, of course, you know, I wrote sketches about all sorts of, like, dangerous implements. And then and that eventually became, a, I think it was Rue Castle with a chainsaw. <laughs> um, you know, trying to hug the Prime Minister and stuff like that. <laughs> so, you know, pretty pretty silly stuff. But the thing is, I was writing it from home, just emailing ideas across. Right. And so I never got to see whether they'll actually get made or not until like oh, a, really? when I turn on the telly and go, hey, look, I ate that giant popcorn and Jaffa's rolling down the aisle of the cinema. <laughs> and, hey, that... I, Someone actually had to make the props yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah,
0: or whether they were just getting your emails and going, "Oh, Lung's sent in a." Yeah. Well, I'll tell
2: you what. I sent in, the amount of sketches I sent in that never got made. I got, I got the clear idea that they didn't like any of my Harry Potter sketches. I, <laughs> I could not stop sending Harry Potter sketches, you know, with you know David Stratton in it and stuff. I just wrote <laughs> heaps and heaps of sketches with Harry Potter in it.
0: But if there'd been a man in Australian politics with the name Harry Potter, then. You better believe they would have been.
2: There lying. is a Channel Ten reporter called Harry Potter. Is it really? Yeah, and he always signs off Harry Potter, Channel Ten.
0: Oh, oh, that's true,
1: just too. Yeah, he's an old dude. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, you've got your own show. You can do this now. Why don't you get him in your show?
0: <laughs> um, just on you, we were talking earlier about uh, the fears uh, you were saying of, of, of being on the school camp and stuff. I've just been mm. away uh, for about a week in Brisbane doing some gigs and. I was put up in an apartment that the club that I was doing own. And, you know, that's part of the deal. You come into town, they put you up. I was there with another guy who I hadn't met. and Another comic? Another comic, yeah. yeah. Um, and this, I, I've just noticed that this is a recurring thing I have because, you know, part of, you know, doing gigs and traveling around, sometimes you stay with people that you don't really know. You end up in situations that are a bit unfamiliar. I have this weird recurring thing, right, where I just, like, so my first night there, I get in, I'm in my bedroom. I'm lying there. I'm fine. And then I just had this thing all of a sudden go over my head going, you don't know this guy at all. How do you know he's not going to get up in the middle of the night and just try and rape you? Like what? How do you know that's not going to happen? So I got up and I locked the door behind me, and then I'm getting all paranoid thinking, well, what if he comes in here just for an innocuous reason and he he can't open the door, and then that's going to make him angrier and hence more rapier, and then I'm just going to be – I've just got to – I've just got no
2: trust for people. But he could have been thinking exactly the same thing. So when he got, heard you getting up and locking the door, he could be thinking, is he unlocking the door? And he could be going through the same thing. He could be totally scared just like you are. That little Tommy Daslow is going to be
0: that's ever happened with, him in the I don't think anyone's night. ever been scared of me doing anything to them.
1: But uh but you know what, just to just to um um look, I, I don't wanna play this, this this card with this word too much, but you've said that. You've you've mentioned the R word. Uh-huh. Now, this photo shoot that I was on before, I was being a bit stupid. <laughs> And I was trying to, they said, just pretend you're doing a gig and you're, you're at the pub and you're doing this gig and just, you, you've got the mic there, you're on stage, just, you know, throw out some zingers, you know, just pretend I'm the audience and, and, and go down the go down the barrel and, you know, blah, blah. I'm like, so I'm like pretending to be like a really bad pub comic. I'm, trying, I'm going, <laughs> yeah, and oh, where, where are you from? Oh, you're an arsehole. Oh, you're an- And then I sort of got stuck into, and this is what I was saying, and it, it's not right, but it was just stupid to say to this guy, he's concentrating on me and I'm going and then I raped him and then I raped you and then I raped him (laughs) and I just kept saying it and he it went for like a minute and then he just put the camera aside and went can you stop saying that you're going to rape me? I'm like, oh, sorry, I just
2: got to be carried away. Sorry
0: about that. <laughs> I like how it's got to be a favour to him, not just something that you
2: shouldn't do uh, anyway. You know, I, I just want to see these photos so much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to be, it's not going to be great. I
2: think they'll all be blurry because the camera's shaking yeah. out of fear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but here's the thing I, I mentioned this fear to some friends in Brisbane the second night, and friend of the show, Henry Stone, rightfully pointed out and just went, who do you think you are? Like you're yeah. some sweet deal that he's going to be really wanting a piece of. Like, yeah, yeah. geez, you got some tickets on yourself, but it's <laughs> not even about that. It's just a fear of the unknown. It's just an only child who's been just mothered for way too long. And then I'm out in the world on my own and I just get scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's
2: it. Just got to call mum.
0: Mom. Yeah. What do I do? I also went to, uh, I went to movie world, which was fun. I went to the theme they're, park. They're very, day.
1: very linked. What you've just said there. Well,
0: yeah. I'm just going through my week. Yeah. Uh, and it no, is, no, I mean, well, I
1: mean, you've been mothered for way too long and I've... And then I've <laughs> gone... Oh, <laughs> I no, went, I went to see Tweety Bird.
0: Um, <laughs> but it was uh, it was an interesting thing going, with, because uh, normally when you go to somewhere like that, you go, you know, you're with other people who you're on a holiday with. But I went with a aforementioned friend of the show, Henry Stone, who lives in Brisbane. And so we're driving there and I, I hadn't been there for a few years. And I'm like, heck, it's this going to be movie world, yeah. And Henry goes, yeah, I'm. I've been here like four times this year already. Like, this is just kind of... A bit of a burden. And at one point, we're on a roller coaster, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, going, I just, this is just a burden to me. Like, this is probably the worst part out of my day is like having to put up with. All these visitors in town towns. having yeah. to go and see
1: the Police Academy live show. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's did it. you see that? No, it's not on anymore. Oh, it doesn't exist. It's the oh. Hollywood stunt driver show. Oh, they lost the franchise. Which name. we did. <laughs> which we didn't go. Right, but it is a weird thing. It's too where... Too
1: pricey to get the Police Academy name anymore. Yeah, it?
0: that's it. But there, wow. but I mean, there are some weird franchises that are still hanging around there. Like you've got your uh, lethal weapon. You got your lethal weapon yeah, ride. Yeah. But here's so when that ride first opened, the way that you still would, got the short circuit ride. Uh, I just made that up. Ugh, yeah. Well, then no. Um, <laughs> they've they've got this weird uh, thing with the Lethal Weapon ride where you used to line up and it used to be this big setting like you're walking through the streets of downtown LA or whatever and you know, you get your little video at the start, you know, your little, just oh, to give yeah, you a bit yeah. of context yeah. before you go yep. on the roller coaster, yep. like you're an idiot or whatever. Yep. Now... They've changed the entrance to the ride and they've pissed all that off. You get no context, you get no little no little opening gambit, nothing. It's just you just go through a little corridor and then you're on the ride. It's, a bit it's kind of like
2: a relationship, you know. The, the you know the sex starts great, you've got the foreplay, and, yeah. and now it's just going through the motions. Is that what you're saying? It's yeah, like, yeah. But so
0: meanwhile, that whole other bit of it where you used to line up is just nothing. It's just a smokers area now. So you walk down, then you think, oh, this is where the lethal weapon ride right is, and then there, it's a dead end. It says, oh, go around there to get the lethal weapon ride. Right. Then there's just like twenty people there having a durry. It's a bit <laughs> it's a bit weird and depressing.
2: It sounds like you know they need to put a bit more effort in.
0: It really does. What, what else they got? Lethal weapon. Lethal weapon. They got the Superman ride, yeah, which is good. That's got a bit of context. It's like you're on a you're on a train that's gone crazy and about to blow up, and Superman's
2: pushing you along or okay. whatever. That's a good ride. That so you good. want a story before going on a roller coaster? Yeah, oh, yeah. So if, there's a, if there's a gravitron, okay, no, you want to pretend that you're on a I, UFO. First. You want a bit
1: of context. You just don't want to think that you're on a trolley being pushed really hard <laughs> in one direction. <laughs> no, no,
0: I don't. I don't before, need that. But if it's gonna have a name, if it's gonna have a franchise right, yeah, name yeah, yeah. attached to it, I want I want something. You before
2: know. you get in a taxi, do you have to watch? Fast and the Furious first. Yeah, that's it. I do, I do.
0: Well, I get it's
1: like the thing, you know, when you go to the show and you go, oh, I want the Superman show bag, and then give you a bag with a couple of twisties in there and, a and like, one drink bottle that had, like, an S on it, and that was it. You're like, <laughs> hang on, what's the twisties got to do with it? What's the <laughs> – there's only one thing in here yeah. that's anything to do with Superman. It's worth 20 cents. But
2: it's green. It's kryptonite twisties. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah,
0: right. That makes sense.
2: Yeah, I'll eat those
0: twisties that would kill Superman. That's yeah. <laughs> great. tying into the theme. Um, we, So we tried to make the Lethal Weapon ride more Lethal Weapon – by Henry was yelling out lethal weapon by quotes. being really racist. Before yeah, you well, that on. was it. Henry oh, was right. yelling out <laughs> lethal weapon quotes. But I've never seen any of those movies, so I was just yelling out quotes from the Mel Gibson voicemail ah. messages, <laughs> which, uh, which made it more fun for me, which made right. it more fl- thrilling for me. Um, they've, got the, uh, they've got the Dirty Harry bar where you can just get nachos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that classic, that like classic Clint scene. scene. Oh, Clint yeah. Eastwood chowing down on some yeah. uh, on some jalapenos. Do you feel
1: lucky, punk? Yes. Yes. Have some nachos then. Yeah. Good. Have some dip. <laughs>
0: they've, got, um, they've got the Wild Wild West ride. Oh, uh, really? Which, which ends in you in a log going down, you know, and, and getting all wet like a flume ride kind of thing. And then they have the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. At the end of that, there's a little, like, as you're walking around, there's a little booth that you can stand in that you pay five bucks and it dries you off if you got too wet at the wow, end of the night. really? Yeah, and that people were actually doing it. And you're walking around going, it's Brisbane, it's 25 degrees, and the sun was out. And also, you haven't even gotten, you've barely gotten wet at
2: all. You've got the tiniest little splash on you. So you pay $5 for just a giant hand dryer.
0: Exa- exactly, that's what it is. It's like standing in, you know those things at the airport that you dip your hands into? Yeah, yeah. They, it's, like, it's like paying, yeah, 5 bucks to be in a giant one of them. and they try And they try and make it a bit fun by having... A picture of Sylvester the cat on the side, just getting a head blown in his face, like that's some kind of thing for the kids. Just like, like in
1: Wild Wild West,
0: exactly like you know, in Wild Wild West.
1: When Sylvester the cat started fighting with Kevin Klein, was that
2: did that happen or not? Uh, it didn't happen. Maybe yeah, not. Didn't maybe
0: happen. that happened on a tram where people were chipping at you watching that on a TV. I was in Who Framed Kevin
1: Klein?
2: <laughs> but they got very dry.
1: So that was my
0: trip. That was my disappointing little
1: thing. Oh, it was fun. Though. To it was me. fun. It I've never hard. been
2: to movie world. Haven't
1: you? I've never been to any of that stuff. Really? No.
2: We I went be. to Universal Studios. Have you been yeah, to Yeah, I've been to Universal Studios. They they had the Jaws uh, Shark, which has probably been there since 1977. Yeah. And it's not really looking like a shark anymore. No, it's, it's looking bad. like a bit of paper mache with half its face <laughs> coming off, yeah. coming out of the water. It actually looks scarier than the shark in the real movie. Oh, it is, okay. It it was pathetic.
1: It was really unimpressive. And I, I, I had the idea. I, I reckon I watched an episode of different strokes or something back in the day and it was on there and it was like oh wow that'd be awesome and then it was like oh that's really sad now it was not good and then it goes on to the next bit which is the psycho house I think where Ah, they employ a man to be Norman Bates and walk out of that house every minute on the minute to whoever's like the next bunch (laughs) of people Seriously, he walks out of the house when he sees a, a bunch of trams or whatever coming, and he walks out and puts a dead body in the boot of the car and then sort of starts walking very slowly towards the tram, and, and the tram operator sort of goes, oh, watch out, it's Norman Bates. He's, he's coming to get us. Oh! Anyway, next yeah. up is uh, <laughs> next up is the attractions of uh, fried green tomatoes. That's where that was filmed. Just there. <laughs> and you're what, like, great... oh, what happened to Norman Bates? Always oh, walk back in the house, waiting for the next they... bunch of tourists. What
0: a great gig for an actor to get to just yeah. have to yeah. be a psychopath. C- round the clock. Yeah, and then he walks back, gets the body out of the boot of the car, puts it
1: back in the yeah. house and waits for the next
2: people to come. Yeah, but that, a job like that would drive you to become a serial killer <laughs> yeah, and you've yeah. got the perfect, you know, alibi because you could just be dumping real dead bodies <laughs> yeah. and, and chuckle to yourself. it be that
0: thing where, like, they interview the neighbours and they're like, he was such yeah. a quiet guy. Yeah. He did portray a serial killer <laughs> every day, but, yeah. I mean, you no, never...
1: There was a weird time when we
0: had the annual Bring Your Mother to Work Day. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, guys, uh, that has brought us to the end of the program for another week. Lawrence Lung, thanks so much for joining us thanks, in the guys. studio. Uh, Unbelievable is on the ABC Wednesdays at
2: 9.30. Yep, ABCs are uh, also on the Thursday Night Repeat or iView. iView, yeah. Man, you've really got no excuse to not watch it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Uh, if you're liking the show, jump on iTunes, leave us a comment, tell us other things that Carl's voice sounds like. Oh, get on Facebook get on the Facebook group or the Twitter. And if you
2: can imagine what their heads look like, please give them nicknames <laughs> yeah, as yeah. well.
0: Oh, no. Head-based nicknames would be great. Yep. Um, all right. See you soon, Skeptic Head. Thanks very much for coming in. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you guys later. Cheers. See you,
3: mate. See you